Hello and welcome to Bite Size Strategy, the podcast that provides you with less fluff and more stuff that you can actually use to grow your brand online. In every episode, we cut the banter, we get down to business, and we talk actionable tips and tricks for online marketing, copywriting, optimizing your website, and more. I'm your host, Ashley Kay, a web designer, digital strategist, and all-around nerd. If you would like to connect with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at BuildItAndBlossom or check out BuildItAndBlossom.com for more. Hello, my friends. How are we doing today? How are we feeling today? I'm not feeling too hot, I'll tell you that, because I ended up catching COVID. So I am vaccinated. I am boosted. I'm freshly boosted, actually, and I still ended up falling ill with COVID, which kind of sucks. I will say I'm very glad that I have the three shots under my belt, because if I didn't have those shots, I think my experience would be a whole lot worse. And that being said, my experience with COVID thus far has not been that great. So I am functioning, you know. I have a pretty bad cough, which you aren't going to hear on this episode. I will have to cough, I guarantee you, while I'm recording, but I will, of course, cut that out for you because that would be absolutely disgusting if I left it in and subjected you guys to hearing my COVID cough. But I got the cough. Um, My throat's a little off, or my, my throat hurts. My voice is a little off, I should say. You can probably tell, but I don't know. Maybe you don't analyze my voice like I do on every episode. <laughs> Um, I am drinking coffee with honey in it right now, which is not my sweetener of choice, but I thought it might help me get through, you know, a half hour of talking and whatnot, lube up them vocal cords or whatever it does. And yeah, aside from that, I just, I feel really sluggish. Uh, The COVID brain fog that they talk about, it's real, folks. It's real. I am not functioning at my highest level. (laughs) Um, it's not my finest hour, so this should be a real fun episode, you know what I mean? (laughs) I will say that I'm very happy that I am able-bodied enough to have COVID and still record a silly little podcast episode for you guys, because I know, of course, that hasn't been the case for so many millions of people. And I just want to, I just want to throw it out there that if you have been affected by COVID, if you are a loved one has had a worse experience than I have had with COVID. That's really tragic, and I am so sorry, and my heart goes out to you. It's just, you know, obviously it's been a crazy couple of years, and it's just a a sucky situation. COVID sucks. With that being said, I don't really want to dwell on that, because what more is there to say? You know, we're all fed up. We all hate COVID, so let's move on. So I haven't really been up to too much because of the COVID (laughs) lately. Um, I've been kind of bummed because I haven't been been able to work out. So like between the holidays and then, you know, getting caught up with like the post-holiday work rush and now I'm getting sick or I got sick. I am sick. COVID brain fog. I tell you, it's real. (laughs) But yeah, I've been sick. 
it's just been a whole whirlwind. I haven't been able to keep up with the things that I like to do. I haven't been able to be very consistent with them. I haven't been able to do my workouts. Normally I do like three to five workouts per week. I haven't been able to do that with everything that's been going on. But my partner, on the other hand, he has been working out consistently. And I tell you, it's really paying off for him. So congratulations to him. He's looking fine. Your girl, on the other hand, she is looking more and more like the Pillsbury Doughboy every day. So that kind of sucks. But I'm tying it into the episode here because consistency is actually what I want to talk about. Um, It's something that I struggle with. I know it's something that you guys struggle with too because I did an Instagram poll and I basically gave you know, you guys, two topics. What do you want me to talk about on the next episode? Like, do you want me to talk about consistency or do you want me to talk about authentic brand messaging? And you guys overwhelmingly chose consistency. So that's the episode we're doing. We'll probably do the the next one, the authentic brand messaging episode next week. Um, so yeah, I know that a lot of you guys are struggling with consistency like myself And honestly, I didn't really know where to start with this topic. I was trying to put together some notes and I was really just like at a blank. You know, I sat down, I literally Googled, why is consistency so hard? I thought maybe I could find the answer and discuss it here today. Guess what? The answer, it isn't clear. Because really, there are a thousand reasons why consistency is hard. And, you know, here are some that I brainstormed in about two minutes. Let me grab my notes here. Okay, so you should see how I wrote these. The chicken scratch is real. Why would consistency be hard? Here are my answers. Chasing perfection. Draining. No reward from others or not always fulfilling. Not enough progress or nothing to show for it right away. Too many emotions. Afraid to succeed. Afraid of failing. Analysis paralysis. Uh, stuck researching without enough action, too boring, want to avoid boredom of routine, need to be challenged, doing the same thing over and over isn't stimulating, life gets in the way, trying to please other people and always saying yes to other things, low energy, lazy, other commitments, reward isn't good enough. Like yeah, that took me about two minutes to come up with and surely there are ones that I did not think about or brainstorm or put down on that list because, like I said, I've got COVID brain fog and I'm not thinking that well. Now, the tricky thing is sometimes, probably most of the time, if we're being honest, you know, there are multiple reasons at play. It's a complex situation, right? And it's not like it's the same each time. You know, I can't just simplify things and say, well, I'm bad at consistency because I suffer from analysis paralysis, which keeps me in my head and prevents me from taking regular action. That's true when it comes to career-related projects for me, but that certainly doesn't come into play with other things that I struggle to be consistent at. Why have I not gone hiking despite going at least three times a week a few years ago like clockwork? It's not like I'm hung up analyzing what trail I want to do and I can't make a decision. No. In, in this case, it's more simple. You know, I don't want to get up at the butt crack of dawn only to suffer through driving the long drive to the trailhead because honestly, at this point in my life, it takes a lot of effort to do all of that and the reward does not outweigh 
the effort that goes into it. I love being out. I love walking around in nature. But you know what? I can experience something similar just by walking around my neighborhood for 15 minutes a day. I don't have to drive one hour one way to the trailhead. Not worth it for me. So I'm not consistent at that, even though I do think about it a lot of times. And I'm always like, oh, I should get back into hiking. I really miss it. Also, you know, like, why am I not consistent with shaving my legs every day? That's another situation where analysis paralysis is not what's going on there. You know, with shaving my legs every day, it's because it's boring. I don't want to do it. And honestly, the reward isn't that good. You know, who really cares about having silky smooth legs every day? I cared about that when I was like 18. I don't care about that anymore. I'm old. I'm jaded. I don't want to do it. So, of course, there are situations out there in the world where the reward of doing something just does not outweigh the effort that you put into it. For whatever reason, your heart isn't into it, you know it's not worth it, plain and simple. And it's important to be aware of those situations, because if you truly believe the reward is not worth it, if the end result is not worth it, then you're right about not doing it your time can be better spent elsewhere. But there are times when things are not so clear, and there are certainly times when our emotions get in the way and these emotions kind of trick us into believing that we're wasting our time or we're spinning our wheels and we should just quit, even though that's not necessarily the best option in the long run. It's also hard when you can't 1000% visualize the light at the end of the tunnel. It's a bumpy ride and the top isn't always super clear. And that makes it hard for us as humans to stick it out and keep going. We don't like the unknown and it's even harder when those pesky emotions come into play and mess with us. So there's a lecture on YouTube. It is by someone called Simon Sinek. And I stumbled on this lecture and it addresses the difference between intensity and consistency. They are not the same thing. And I know that sounds obvious, but let me explain. In the lecture, Simon says that intensity is like going to the dentist. So it's fixed in time. You know what date you're going, you know what time your appointment is, you know basically how long you're going to be there, you know when you're done at the dentist, your teeth are going to look good and they're going to be clean. But of course, like if all we did in the line of tooth care is go to the dentist, our teeth would fall out because intensity is not enough. In order to properly care for our teeth, in order to prevent them from not falling out, we also need to brush our teeth twice a day for two minutes. But it doesn't do anything unless you do that every single day. And that's why we need to be consistent with it. Now, you can leave out a day, you can skip brushing for a night, your teeth will be okay. We don't really know how many days we can leave out, and we don't know how many times you have to brush your teeth before it works. And that, Simon says, is why people don't like consistency like this. We like intensity, because intensity is predictable, it's reliable, and it can easily be measured. And you can also relate this whole thing to working out. You know, getting in shape takes time. You can't do cardio for eight hours one day and magically be in shape. That would be intense and most of us would probably pass away if we attempted that. I know I sure would right now. But you know what you could do? 
you could do one hour of cardio four days a week, and then at the end of a two-week period, you'd be in better shape than when you started. You know, we all know that, right? Yet so many of us fight that. We are wired to want the instant results and the instant gratification. And I get it because that's what our culture is all about. Thanks to Amazon and other retailers, you know, I can basically get anything that I want, except an at-home COVID test because I've been trying for like a month and they're sold out everywhere. But anything else I can get delivered to my doorstep the next day, sometimes even quicker. And very rarely do we have to wait for anything, even with TV shows, you know? We don't have to like wait a week usually for a new episode of our favorite show to come out. And if we do, like, let's face it, we're kind of annoyed. These days, we can just binge watch the entire series, and that's what we're used to. We're used to instant gratification. Now, I think it's really interesting knowing this because you can see it in marketing and what messages we're drawn to, what messaging works. You know, there's a reason you see headlines like, lose 10 pounds in two weeks with this magic juice cleanse. You're seeing those kind of headlines. You aren't seeing like a magazine and the headline is lose an unspecified amount of weight in an unspecified amount of time by eating healthier in general. We know the latter works, right? We know eating healthier is going to help us lose weight, but it's not the flashy, intense option. We want the option with the predictable, measured results we want the option that is advertised with the person on the cover that has like the six pack and the the cute little booty. (laughs) That's what we want. We want that option. Because if there's no guarantee when or how much something is going to work, why do it? We can't justify it for whatever reason. (laughs) Like our, our little tiny pea brains just don't work like that. And we've all heard the quote, it's about the journey, not the destination. We all know what that means, surface level. You know, if I asked you to explain what that means to me, you could tell me. But when we're living in this very goal-oriented, goal-focused, instant gratification world, it's hard to truly live that. You know, it's hard to truly be about the journey and not the destination. Because there is so much focus on the destination, and it's important. Am I right? I keep falling victim to this as well. So a little backstory on moi. I have been doing this whole online business stuff for nine years now. My official nine-year anniversary is only like, uh, I think, two days away. Um, I think it's January 20th, and that's... uh, That's when I first opened my Etsy shop nine years ago, and I offered graphic and web design goodies and services. And so even though, you know, I've been doing this online in a professional sense for almost a decade, I have never been really good or consistent with social media. Most of my clients come to me word of mouth, which arguably is one of the best ways that they can come to you. It's worked for me pretty well thus far. But because I've been so focused on client work for years, I never prioritized my social media. I knew it was something I should do. I started, I was okay for maybe a month or two at a time, and then I gave up. I quit. And like overall, I just didn't prioritize it, you know? I I just did not do it. <laughs> There's nothing more to say about it. 
So now in the year of 2022, I am basically starting my social media presence completely over from scratch. Nine years after I first started online. It's really annoying, but hey, I'm doing it. So Build It and Blossom is a new business venture for me. It's a new brand and I'm like slowly telling old clients about it very slowly. You know, I'm not doing a big blast email. I'm not letting thousands of people know about it at a time. I am choosing to build it up slowly and steadily, kind of as a challenge, but I just like want to do it right, you know? Sometimes it's fun. Most of the time, though, it's honestly not so fun. You know, as of right now, I certainly haven't reaped the rewards. And I will be honest, sometimes that bugs me. You know, like there are actual people out there in the world who will not deal with you unless you have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. Now, I got to say, these aren't people I want to know or do business with or associate with. But knowing this, knowing how hung up people are in general on follower count, it's still hard to not be self-conscious from time to time when I look at like my minuscule follower count on Instagram. Like I'm only human, guys, you know, like that kind of bugs me. The thing is, though, when you have this mindset, when you are in this space where you're telling yourself, I ain't shiz unless I've got 20,000 Instagram followers or, you know, five. 100 million thousand YouTube subscribers, when you're focused on that and you keep telling yourself that, you take away the joy in the journey. You're so focused on reaching this number that represents success to you that if you're not there, if you're not at that number, you're drowning in a sea of anxiety because you're not there. You know, anything less than that is a failure and it's really hard to see past that. But you know what, you guys? Like, there are times when the journey is kind of fun. Sometimes it isn't. I'll say that. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's hard. But sometimes it is indeed fun. And there are a lot of good byproducts of the journey, too. With my social media journey, I've already connected with some people, which has been fun. I've been making new connections. Um, I've improved my video editing skills in a huge way because with like Instagram prioritizing video, I had to step up my game there. So of course I have to be fancy and use Adobe Premiere to create my videos and my reels. It actually just goes faster for me, but I have been having fun learning this new program even though sometimes it is indeed challenging. Um, but yeah, back to the whole consistency thing. I know you're probably like, okay, where is this? Where is she going with this? Well, let me tell you. I know that I am not going to reach 10,000 followers overnight on Instagram unless I buy fake ones or something like that. And that absolutely is not recommended. So this is a situation where it's all about consistency, not intensity. Building up my social media is something that is probably going to take years to achieve. I'm going to have to be in there creating content at a regular schedule. And even with that regular work on it, there are no guarantees of when or if I'll even come close to hitting 10,000 followers. You know, it's kind of a crapshoot. And that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. But you know what? Time 
is going to pass by regardless. So I might as well make the most of my time and just do it, you know? I have two choices here. I cannot do it at all. I can continue to ignore my social media presence, or I can make a commitment to keep at it, even when it's hard, even when I feel anxious that the only two people who liked my post in the first hour of it being published was a bot and, like, myself from another account. Well, I think you guys know what option I'm going to choose. The fact is, a lot of people are not going to choose that option. A lot of people are going to hit the point when it becomes too hard and they're going to quit. Because who likes pain and suffering, right? Actually, maybe I don't want to know the answer to that, so if you have an answer for that, just keep it to yourself, okay? (laughs) That could go down a, a weird road. Now, there's a book called The Dip. The dip was written by um, someone called Seth Godin, or Godin. Full disclosure, I'm not sure what the pronunciation is. And also, I have not actually read the book, but I did read a few summaries of the main takeaways. And the book discusses the dip, as indicated, of course, by the title. And the dip illustrates the low part, or parts, on your journey to success, more or less. We all have such a linear idea of what success looks like. We're going to start, it's going to be good, it's going to continue to get better, it's going to go up and up and up, and then we're going to reach our reward just like we are climbing a mountain. But most of the time, it really don't be like that. Even when you're climbing a mountain, it's not as linear as it looks You know, trust me, I've hiked a lot of mountains. There are lots of switchbacks. There are some times when you actually go down and then you go up and then you go down again and then you go up again and then you hit the top. Like, it's not just a straight linear progression. I'm going to start at the bottom and that's point A and then I'm going to go to the top and that's point B and that's it. It's not like that. Things are good at the beginning. And then you're seeing results and or rewards. And then you hit something called the dip and the reward versus the effort is reduced. The dip, honestly, may feel pretty bad. You may feel overwhelmed. You may feel like the work is difficult. You may feel like you made the wrong choice. You may feel like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Uh, You may feel boredom, you know? Who knows? Every situation is different, but the main takeaway here is the dip is going to happen and you are going to want to quit. But, and this is the big but, if you push beyond this dip in time, and sometimes it is going to take a lot of time, but in time, you will overcome the dip and you will be highly rewarded. That's the idea of the book at least. Now, a big part of the book as well is that you need to know when to quit too. Sometimes you're in something called a cul-de-sac, which is essentially when you're just struggling, you're spinning your wheels, things are not going to get any better no matter how hard you try. And it's certainly important to recognize when it's really the time to quit when you are in this cul-de-sac. And I do just want to acknowledge here that you should always, always, always trust your instincts, trust your boundaries, and trust your personal limits. I do think it can be dangerous to fall into the whole, like, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going mindset because this can really encourage us to stick in situations that just are not good or healthy for us. Of course, there are toxic people, there are toxic relationships and situations out there that you should quit immediately for your own well-being. I'm a huge advocate of taking care of your mental health, so I wanted to throw that out there. It is important to know when to quit. But 
The fact is, a lot of people fall into the basic trap of failing to stick the dip out at all. They turn around and quit the moment that they see the bump in the road. They don't even attempt it. And some people live their whole lives like this, you know, without really ever being uncomfortable or being challenged. And we can really assume that this is one of the reasons, there are a lot of reasons, but this could be one of them, why so many new companies and startups fail. It's why so many projects are abandoned. The dip weeds out competition because people who have less passion and less dedication and, of course, to some degree, less talent and skill or I should say uh, less desire to acquire the talent and skill. But all of that, you know, all of that kind of accumulates and all of those are reasons why people are not going to make it through. And so you, just by committing to push through the dip, committing to keep going, committing to take consistent action and steps toward your goal, even when it's hard, you are already increasing your chances of success. But of course, weathering the storm is going to be hard. You may have moments, you you will have moments, it's almost guaranteed. You will have moments when you want to quit. It's important to check in with yourself. And when you have moments where you feel like quitting, ask yourself, do you still want to reach your goal? There are going to be times when things no longer feel in alignment, and that's okay. Maybe the world has changed, or maybe you have changed. Those things happen. But a lot of the time, I think that you're going to find that you still do indeed want to reach your goal. And you need to remind yourself of the why. Why are you doing that too? And that's a topic for a whole nother episode. But identify your purpose and what's driving you or else there's just, there's nothing there. It's going to be hollow and I get why it's hard to be consistent and stick with it in those cases. You should also ask yourself, do you still believe in what you are doing? Is it really time to throw in the towel or is your self-doubt just talking to you and taking over? So dealing with self-doubt itself, that can be its own separate journey, right? If you struggle with this or you have in the past, it's really important to be hyper aware and vigilant and recognize when the self-doubt voice is talking because it's not really you, you know what I mean? It's not really true. The self-doubt voice has a very warped view of things. So don't let that voice take over and drive everything you do because that's not even real, you know? The self-doubt voice is not real. You should also ask yourself when you feel like quitting whatever it is you're doing, do you still have the talent to get there? And this is another question where you should make sure that your answer isn't clouded by self-doubt. Also, when the going gets tough, ask yourself, are you seeing signs of improvement? Even if those signs of improvement are small things, even if the process feels slow? If the answer is yes, if you are seeing signs of improvement, take some time out to reflect on this because really, this is important and this is where it's all at, you know? What small wins or byproducts have there been on this journey? In my book here, personal wins like doing this increased my confidence. That counts too. Sometimes it's not enough, but I do really encourage you to focus on these things and explore them. And I also invite you to set realistic expectations. Things take time to develop. People overestimate what they can achieve in a period of time. I see it all the time in the work that I do with clients. And for this reason, I think it's really important to celebrate consistency in and of itself. So celebrating your measurable things is important. You know, if you lose, say, 20 pounds, you absolutely should celebrate. That's a huge deal. 
But why not also celebrate six months of consistent workouts, no matter what the scale says? Because that's a huge thing that you just did. And also, lastly here, wrapping it up, remember that you're only human. You're not a robot. So treat yourself with a lot of grace. There are going to be times when life gets in the way of whatever you're doing. Like you get COVID like me and you can't work out regularly and you really think that sucks, but you got to deal with it, right? Focus on the big picture and think of consistency as an accumulation of your actions over time. Not every day is going to be a banger. (laughs) You got to come to terms with that. Some days you're going to be hard pressed to identify even the smallest of wins. Sometimes there are going to be periods of time when it's going to be a struggle. That's all okay. Remember earlier, I mentioned how Simon Sinek compares intensity and consistency to brushing your teeth. You know, if you miss one night of brushing your teeth, it's not the end of the world. Your teeth are not going to fall out of your head the next day. But if you miss one year or two years of brushing your teeth, well, hey, that's that, that may be another story. So try to think of consistency on those terms. It doesn't need to be perfect. In fact, it can be a little messy. There's beauty in the mess. I know that sounds super cheesy, but it's true. And like, okay, like this podcast, it's supposed to come out every Tuesday. One of our episodes in December came out on Wednesday. Did the world end? No. Did I get off track and throw in the towel because I missed that one day? Because I had one little hiccup? Nope, it didn't. Honestly, in the past, it probably would have affected me. It's okay to have a hiccup. It's okay to have a slip-up, even. It's okay to have multiple slip-ups. The important part is you're out there, you're doing it, and the results are going to follow eventually. Maybe we don't know when, but it is going to happen if you stick with it. And this is one of those situations where trusting the process really does apply. And with that, that's going to wrap up this week's COVID episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Even though I can't tell you why consistency is hard for you in any given situation, I can tell you that it's hard for everyone. And I can tell you that if you decide to push through, good things are typically going to be awaiting you on the other side. So take that with you for your day. All right, you guys, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bite Size Strategy. If you are interested in learning more bite-sized tidbits like this, definitely give the podcast a follow. You can also check out builditandblossom.com for more content like this. I will see you next week.